You may have noticed in Rails 2.1 that the migration files, when you generate them, they no longer have that nice little short version number. Now it's a long number, and this is actually the uh, the timestamp of when the migration file is generated. Now you may be wondering what the benefit of this is, and this is actually uh, a very good reason for this change. And that is, when you're working with other Rails developers, now the chances of there being a conflict in the migration number are uh, slim to none. So it's much nicer in Rails 2.1 to be working with other Rails developers who may be generating migrations near the same time you are. Another nice addition is how migration version numbers are tracked inside of the database. So let's take a look at our DB console real quick here. And then we can take a look at our tables, which we have available. And notice that we have a schema migrations table instead of a schema info table, which was uh, we had in Rails 2.0. The difference is instead of storing just the latest version number of the migration, we now store all of the migration version numbers that we've run. So let's take a look at this table real quick. And we can see we have two entries here. These are the two migration files which we've run for this Rails application. The neat thing about this is that if there's a migration file which may not be the latest migration but is still not run in the database, it will find that. So for example, here we just have two migration files and there's still one migration file which has not been run and that's the create users migration. So this has not been run yet because um, it was just added recently even though it has an older migration, perhaps through another Rails developer or through a branch. So what we can do is we can run db-migrate, and this will actually find that migration file even though it's not the latest one, and run that migration file. And that's because we are storing the migration versions uh, separately in the schema migrations table. Again, this is most helpful when you are working with other Rails developers on the same project. It's also helpful even if you're working solo if you are doing any kind of branching and merging. So let's say we have two branches of this Rails project, we can freely add migrations to either branch and then when we merge them together um, and run the migrations, it will automatically detect which migrations are missing, even if they're older. So this is a very welcome addition in Rails 2.1. There are a couple of other nice additions that I want to show you when working directly inside of a migration file. One of them is the change table method. And what you do is you just pass the name of a table to this and a block. And in here you can make any kind of changes you want to the columns of the table without having to actually specify the name of the table for each time, uh, for each command. So here you can rename columns, uh, you can change the column type, and you can remove columns, and you can e even add them by just specifying the type you want to add. So this makes it much more convenient if you are having to make multiple changes to the same table in a single migration file. Another nice addition is that you can now pass the null equals true option if you are changing a column. So I know before if you passed, happened to pass null equals false and you wanted to uh, revert this um, and specify null equals true and you want to allow null values in the column, uh, you were kind of stuck before. But now you can actually specify null equals true and that actually works now uh, in Rails 2.1. So to summarize, the, uh, the new additions in Rails 2.1 are very welcome and I think they make uh, migrations much more convenient and nicer to work with, especially when you're dealing with uh, other Rails developers.